All right, Gabe. I think I think we're ready to rock and roll, buddy. Fuck, bro. So yeah, man. Carnitas this morning. That's good, man. Carnitas is a it's a delightful treat. Oh yeah, I need to make mine my own again. Yeah. They were uh, they were barbecuing some cut in the asada last night, man. The shows. I didn't have any, but I could only assume that shit was good. Uh, what do you marinate with? Do you know? Uh, well, no. Last night, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. That Nikki's place. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. No idea what they marinated with. But hey, man, you know it's authentic. Nikki's doing it. That's a good point. <laughs> a very good point. My daughter has been uh, increasingly well behaved on these adventures out. I was actually telling my mom that today. Um, I was like, well, first of all, she makes fucking great facial expressions. Yeah, I, I get a good good kick out of that. Second of all, like, aside from the whole toss and, you know, the pacifier on the ground, which, uh, you know, yeah. we uh, we blamed it on your wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, she was really well-behaved. I was like, wow, she's a well-behaving baby. Mm-hmm. She's also out of her mind. Don't let her fool you. Yeah. Copy Com- that. Completely. She's manipulative already Com- at age of one. Completely out of her mind. But, yeah, we'll get into that. My, uh, my mom tells me this story. I don't know. I think I was like three or four or whatever, like walking age, right? And we were at church one day, and I went up. We were all the way in the back, and I went all the way up to the front, and I offered the priest some chocolate. She always tells me that story. Oh, I don't know. It's a, oh. it's a cool baby story, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird one, right? Yeah. So when you were a baby, how tall were you? Like three feet? Uh, like a small tree. Small tr- st- tree stump. Oh. Same girth, too. Oh. You chubby baby? <laughs> what? No, I wasn't a chubby baby. Oh. I did come out with a full head of black hair, though. Black hair. Black hair. Yeah, my dad. My dad used to have black hair. It's all gray now, but, but yeah, man, that uh, that prenatal hair went, and then I used to have like dark brown hair, and now as you can see, it's like really light. Yeah. So you know, I guess time changes things. Weird. My sister had uh, Jade had orange, red hair, and green eyes. What the? Yeah, she's like an Irish baby. <laughs> yeah. Can we get a paternity test in room five? Well, yeah. Well. <laughs> but yeah, so I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, hey, man, that's funny. That is funny. Babies are weird. <laughs> Babies are weird. All right, ready? What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 83. 83. Yes, sir. Uh, we are back at an Adam for episode 83 uh, on a beautiful day on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. I would say it's beautiful. Because it's Chicago, Illinois? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, man, it's kind of nice out there, though. It's like 84 degrees. Yeah. A little cloudy overhead. Um. I was uh, I was running some errands this morning and it was just uh, it was a bit muggy but not unbearable. Yeah, you know it might just be attested to this new Slytherin shirt I'm wearing. Yeah, did you see it at the back of it? No, I haven't seen the back of it. But uh, th- this was an early birthday gift from uh, from my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So uh, she saw me like eyeing it at lunchbox. And I was like, this is so fucking cool, and she picked it up. It's badass. I love it. Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, on the inside where like the little tag is. You know how they have that like hem in scene? Yeah. It's like uh, cunning and, you know, it's like the, the characteristics of each house. Because uh-huh. you get this in like a Ravenclaw too. But oh, okay. I was like, damn, that's really cool. Neat little detail, you know? Very, very cool. But yeah, man. Uh, like I said, back in Adam. Uh, uh, it's going to be kind of a more low-key week, obviously. Uh, we have a little less on the, on the docket, but that's fine. We could have a, a week where we just kind of hang out. Yeah, man. All that good stuff. But yeah, man. So uh, first things first, we'll kick it off with uh, how was your week, man? My week was okay. I uh, I think I told you Friday I almost fell asleep at my desk. Uh, oh, Ooh, nice, nice. But um, yeah, my manager left for the day because we could take half days if we want. And um, yeah, when he is gone, we either you know get everything done or we do nothing. Really, depending on how slow the day is, right? Mm-hmm. And Friday was one of those days where we did nothing. And yeah. uh, you know, I had YouTube pulled up and I was just watching because you know I was all caught up and stuff, and I was just. <laughs> and I, I had to fucking catch myself. Why did you just leave then? I uh. 
Well, because it's the whole mentality of, you know, you got to be here. It's what we're paying you for. Yeah. But, yeah. And also, I didn't want to, like, shice anybody over because there's only seven of us in my department. Yeah. So if something did come up and, you know, somebody needed me or, you know, like it was one of my projects or applications out there that fucked up, you know, then they're like, where the fuck is he? They need you. Yeah. You know, I, 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 uh, I wanted to be there as a team, you know, oh. maybe you don't need that last guy sometimes, but it's nice to have him. Yeah, that's true. You know? Very, very true. So yeah, just chill week overall then? Nothing, nothing yeah, man, we were, uh, we were barbecuing yesterday, had a little drink. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, man, it's fun. Very, very cool. Now for me, uh, it was a good week, uh, operating on all cylinders, uh, I didn't really even have to work that hard this week. I'm not going to lie. Pretty it's smooth. Yeah. Um, and all that good stuff. Uh, but yeah, nothing else new to report in that regard. And the Orlando thing is, again, still very much up in the air. And I'll let you guys know as time goes on. But yeah, uh, other than that, not, nothing new to report. I had the weenie roast, uh, the annual weenie roast last yesterday with my family. Uh, this year will be the first year without my grandpa doing it. So, uh, yeah, interesting. It's weird, man. Yep. It's definitely weird. And then uh, obviously we met up with you to have the, the barbecue and all that good stuff at Nikki's house with the block party. Good old times. Good stuff. Um, so I did kind of briefly speak to your wife yesterday in regards to the Orlando thing. Yeah. She said it's not happening. Yeah. So what is she talking about, Willis? Well, it's like, like I, I think I told you even yesterday, I'm like, the only way it will happen if that that's If you get the good relocation yeah, package, right? No, not even just that. If, the only way, if we don't get the reload, the only thing that will fix it is like a very impressive salary. That will change my mind. But unless it's, like I said, it's, I don't think it's going to be as impressive as it needs to be is my point. Uh, Copy that. So uh, I will slowly begin to unpack myself from this box. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, we'll see. Um, but like I said, I, I don't think it's very realistic for me to assume the number that I need uh, is going to be the number that they give me. Right. Because you, you, in theory, also kind of have to cover for your wife for a bit until she finds something out there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, yeah, man. So, uh, well, we got some topics to cover. Yes. Let's, uh, let's dive right in. All right. Let's, let's do this. So. Uh, we're going to get to the notes, and this is something that I wanted, have been wanting to discuss recently. And leading up to H4O, as I'm calling it, uh, I would like weekly, I think starting next week or the week after, uh, to weekly review a new Halloween every single week uh, leading up to H4O. Obviously, then that week happens, H4O will be the main, the yeah. Yeah, the the main, main focus, that and the Ice Nine Kills album. Yeah, it'll be the main topic of uh, choice for us, and I think it would be kind of fun to kind of dig up some of the finer uh details in the series and some of the worse yeah some of the fossil covered shit uh so to speak and because there is a little bit in there especially near the end uh so i think it'd be kind of fun to talk about and i know you're in i have the dvds that you can borrow as we go along because i know the movies like the back of my hand so i don't really have to yeah, watch we're, them again we're gonna start hacking away yeah and we'll start sla- slashing away if you slashing. will <laughs> if you will yeah i know but yeah, so that's something that I just wanted uh, the, the lovely folks at home to know that it's something we're restarting. Like I said, either next week or the week following, I'll have to do the math again. But uh, Yeah, man, we're going to lead up to Halloween. Halloween. H4O. H4. Why H4O? That sounds like a sequel to the stupid mermaid movie. H2O, no. you remember that? Well, no, because the Halloween H2O was Halloween 20 years later, right? That's, that was the Halloween movie. That one was the most... The one before... Well... The one before Rob Zombie? No, because the one before Rob Zombie was Resurrection, and that was so bad that they had to they had to reboot it. They had no other choice. Um, <laughs> but because um, H two O Hollywood twenty years later was the one that they brought Jamie Lee Curtis back, uh, and it was like a, it was actually like good. Uh, so yeah, that was H two O, and this is H four O because it was Halloween twenty years later. Now this is Halloween forty years later. So uh, 
Yeah, that's why I call it H4O. At least for now. That's the way to distinguish because literally there's three movies, four movies in this franchise called Halloween. <laughs> so yeah. might need to. Gotta love, the, uh, gotta love the subtitles. Yeah, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, so I think that's something to be fun. In the, in the same vein of uh, kind of Halloween slasher thing, I got to show you uh, my Jordan Buckley print came in mm-hmm. for the uh, Friday the 13th series. Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> yeah, we got a good kick out of that one. Uh, framed it. Framing it was a bitch because it didn't have one hook. It had two hooks. Uh-huh. And they were like really small, like the triangular holes. So I put in screws into the wall, and it, it was much more complicated than it needed to be, right? Okay. But um, yeah, I'll send you a picture of the prints because uh, he hand embellishes all three hundred, you know, copies of it, and it's fucking great. The amount of detail is wild. Yeah. So yeah, man, that's just real cool. Yeah. Real fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I know that you started because I let you borrow the Nightmare on Elm Street series yeah. yesterday. I know you, you dug through a couple of them, the important ones, as you labeled them. So uh, uh, here's my thing with Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I love Freddy. I think the concept is so cool, and the whole. I, I actually wrote a. I had a folklore class my freshman year of college, and I wrote a paper on like the Dream Eaters and Freddy, and you know how that whole thing influenced Nightmare on Elm Street, and sleep paralysis and all that good stuff. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So I enjoy like the mythos, the lore. But here's my big issue with the movies. You watch one, uh, you watch two, it's pretty solid, and then New Nightmare. And everything in between is kind of really subjective. Okay. Because I think one, everybody's like, yes, obviously. New Nightmare is pretty, pretty well received, too. And then everything in between is a fucking smorgasbord of shit, dude. You either love it or you hate it. Yeah. Like Dream Warriors, garbage. Um, some of like the weird one-off ones, like Freddy's Dead, is like like really? Dream Master and yeah, oh Dream Master. But I, I enjoyed one. Y- you gotta enjoy one, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I quite enjoyed two. I think two was a, a bit of a kick, and New Nightmare. I think really cool concept on New Nightmare. Yeah, uh, New my, New my, ah New, New Nightmare my, was Scream before Scream. My, essentially, my whole thing was that I had the same kind of um, uh, mentality when I was watching the new It movie. It was I was more intrigued than spooked. Okay. With New Nightmare. And I think it really kind of drew me in just on a, like an intellectual level, you know? Huh. So, uh, first of all, the movie aged pretty well. Um, I, I've got no real gripes. Uh, pacing overall is good. There's a couple of things in there that like are kind of cringy if you threw it into a movie nowadays, you know? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, oh, whatever. But uh, that being said, I, I briefly spoke on it. I would love to tackle a remake. And I know they just did one in, what was it, 2014, 2015? No, earlier than that. 2012? 11 10 oh well they did a they did a reboot with um what's her face as freddy krueger instead of dave england uh what's his name fuck 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 yeah, fuck. But, but we're all on the same page about yeah. that right and um i just think that reboot maybe took it took an interesting approach i don't know if it was the right approach yeah because it wasn't a bad reboot but you know how reboots are man from what i recall they left it kind of ambiguous whether freddy was even a murderer or not yeah so um that being said, man, we always say it, and we'll probably always say it till our graves. But you gotta let the fans step in and take kind of the bull by the horns, as Josie would say. You know, yeah. you gotta grab the bull by the balls and steer it. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, I just think that between the two of us, I think we could definitely make a good reboot, remake, whatever you want to call it, of a classic like Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, that actually would like that wouldn't be my first choice, and Halloween wouldn't be my first choice either. To, 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 to say if the studio came up to me like we'll give you a budget, mm-hmm. right? You get to pick one of the iconic slasher icons to kind of reboot it. Uh, Who'd you pick? I would actually pick Jason. Yeah, man. Um, the first uh, Friday the Thirteenth is the best, and that's still kind of shit. Yeah, I, that and that's funny because a lot of the things that make 
Friday the 13th, what it is, isn't even in the first one. Um, you know what I mean? There's no Jason, yeah. you know? Well, not the Jason we know. No, there's no Jason. And um, well, yeah, well, the, yeah, yeah, the end, yeah, I guess. not not the one we know and it, love, not the iconic one. Yeah. Well, well, here's the thing: Jason, uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four had a pretty cool thing going where it's like um, one of the kids was gonna. It was essentially leading into him turning into Jason. Yeah. And it had this whole idea that Jason Voorhees maybe isn't a person, but, but it's maybe this like thing, this icon, and you know, you inherit it. This mania, almost like yeah, like this mania, right? Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's so fucking cool. And then in five, they immediately threw it away. Yeah. And the guy who was becoming Jason is now the good guy. Yeah. And I think that was such a cool concept. And Friday the 13th overall, it it lacks direction. Uh, it lacks consistency. And there was a lot of things like uh, the OG director wanted to be done after three. But then he saw how much money three made because it was a fucking gore fest. Yeah. He was like, well, let's do a four. And four, you know, four did that thing. And then it hit. Took over, blah, blah, blah. It's funny because it's actually because if you think I was doing reading up or listening to documentaries about Halloween 4, and I stand by Halloween 4, it's still my favorite, uh, the original concept for Halloween 4 was to be rid of, kind of like to be rid of Michael Myers, but kind of in the same vein that Jason did. I, I don't know which one came first, the chicken or the egg, oh, in that regard, sorry. Halloween uh, was first. Well, yeah, no, I know, but I mean like Halloween 4 where it lines up with the Jason, oh, Jason yeah, 4, okay. you know what I mean? Or the Friday the 13th 4. And that was the, the idea was going to be that Halloween is banned in Hattonfield, which it sh- absolutely should be. <laughs> <laughs> I think Halloween should just be off At the this table. Point, yeah. yeah, should be off the table. Uh, and that it was going to be a copycat killer. And uh, that it's more of like an ideal, an ideology. The Michael Myers thing is. Yeah, the, it's like a cult. Yeah, it's like a cult. And then that took another turn, obviously. But uh, that was the original concept before. But uh, Mustafa Akata, who was the director, or not the director, the producer of these films, Michael's the cash cow. Three didn't do well. And I see his perspective because his thing's like, well, we try to get creative. Nobody bought it with three. Uh, so let's go back to what works. I see it. But uh, I think it would have been a little bit more intriguing to take more of a psychological approach to these things rather than just the typical slasher. But... Without it, I wouldn't be with. I would be without my favorite Halloween movie. So, you win or you lose some. You know what I mean? And that's the that's the real like tragedy of these things. That maybe if directors would have taken creative liberties, like they tried to in the past, we would have had a very different and more rich kind of lore of yeah. these characters. Yeah. And you know, some of it's there, some of it's not even canon anymore. Cause yeah. All these redacts and reboots and remakes and whatever, right? Right. And, and, it, and it's kind of unfortunate. It really is because. You see people take risks, and in retrospect, they were good risks, yeah. and they kind of added to the character, but you know, if it doesn't sell, it doesn't sell. Yeah. That's just the way things are. Yeah. And it's rather unfortunate. Um, yeah, but Friday the 13th, or I'm sorry, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, definitely worth the rewatch. Um, I'm a big Fall guy. Fall is my favorite season. Yeah. Can you say the same? Yeah. I think, because uh, my girlfriend's is summer, and she was born in like early August, and I think it has to do with when you were born. Yeah. But I'm, I love Fall. Like, I, that's my shit. And approaching Halloween, like, uh, my perfect Halloween night is, like, just this f- spooky full moon, like, 60s and slightly breezy. And just you could hear the leaves. Please. Yes. And I love it. And just, you know, whenever I, I, I get into, like, a scary movie binge around, like, late September and yeah. October. And this is just kind of ramping me up for that. I love the fall season. Mm-hmm. I love wearing fucking flannels and jeans. Mm-hmm. And that's my shit, man. I, I want it. you. Because, yeah. yeah, I told that to Adriana. I'm like, it's the window, having your windows open on a nice 50, 60 degree day. And you're either, you're done watching football because I'm a football fan. Right. And it's very much part of the whole fall thing. 
um, you're watching football, you turn it on, you watch, you know, you're watching a horror movie and you like, you hear the, the leaves rustle in the background as it skips across your street. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Or, so. uh, or like coming home and warming up some fucking tea. Oh, yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. But yeah, man, follow, follow is the kitties titties. Yeah. That's so, um, I got next topic. Yeah. I put this on here and you kind of looked at me yesterday cause you saw it. Um, so I brought this up cause Mike Tyson, the man, the myth, the legend, right? Yeah. Um, I found his workout routine. And I want to kind of run it by you because uh, I know you'll appreciate it. I used to be a fighter. Mm-hmm. So uh, wake up at 4 a.m., a three to five mile jog, breakfast. Then we have sparring 10 to 12 rounds. Okay. All right. Then we have calisthenics, push-ups, dips, sit-ups, and shrugs. 10 minutes of neck work, right? Then we have the lunch break. Then we have six rounds of sparring. Some bag words, slip bag, jump rope, pad work, and speed bag. More calisthenics, shadow boxing, focused on technique. And more calisthenics, dinner, and then exercise, bike for cool down. And then we'd finish the day with studying fights and training footage. And this is Mike in his prime or Mike uh, now? Mike in his prime. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, looking at it, though, 18 rounds of sparring. Yeah. And I know you used to be a fighter. One or two rounds, two, well, yeah. two or three good rounds will wear you out for the whole fucking day. This man did 18 yeah. every morning, six well, days a week. Well, here's the problem. That was the, the, the aura about Mike Tyson stuff because people have this um, misunderstood... Um, Kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Misunderstood viewpoint on what Mike was. Like Mike, they, they see Mike as a destroyer, and he was. In every sense of the word, he was he was a raw animal, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't understand that the grind that the man put into his his craft. Absolutely, he, he was a fantastic boxer. Like, yes, he could knock him all the fucker out with the, with the devastating right hook, 150. percent But his uh, ability to, to 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 dodge, to bob and weave, uh, to kind of put himself in a position because he had a low center of gravity, he was shorter than most of his opponents. He was able to make the most out of that, and. Um, yeah, he was he was a fuck. He was before he started to lose his mind, a uh, a killing machine. Yeah, born and bred, uh, and studied his craft and knew a lot about his craft. He said one time, and this was interesting. The probably the most uh, interesting thing that I ever heard him say. He's like, I shook Muhammad Ali's hand one time. He's like, and then I went home and ran fifteen miles. Yeah, and he's like, because I wanted to be like him. And, here, and another thing in the interviewer asked him like, well. Do you think you have that impression of other kids? And he was kind of dumbfounded by that. He's like, I don't know. Maybe. That's he, crazy. Most definitely. He's, um, I had a buddy of mine who met him at an airport. He said it's like, the lights are on, but nobody's home type of stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I obviously bo- boxing takes its toll. And he kind of, he kind of lost it a little bit too. Yeah, man. Um, um, that and, but here's the deal. Uh, I saw footage of Mike hitting a bag recently. Still got oh it. Oh my god! Yeah, that would but, maybe not prime Tyson, but still he would hurt. He would hurt a motherfucker. Is my point? Yeah, because you know a guy who has a life like him, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Just kind of get, getting pumped up for Crete, you know. Oh yeah, getting pumped up for Crete. That's yeah, uh, uh, yeah. And, and, and you know, whenever we talk about Tyson or any of the boxing greats, it, the same question always comes up: Ali in his prime or Tyson in his prime? Are you asking me? Well, yeah. Let me just let me just throw that out there. Um, hmm. I don't know. It's di- they're different eras, so it's kind of hard to compare. Uh, but we've seen Ali take on brutes, and Ali changed the game. You know, Mike. Mike. Uh, he was a great fighter, but his time frame in which he was great was much shorter than Ali. I I gotta give it to Ali as well, man. He's um, his technique transcends. Yeah. To and- to me, it's um the conversation of Michael Jordan versus LeBron. Okay, my, uh, sure, maybe, uh, you know, LeBron may be flashier. And, yes, he's great. He's probably the, the number two basketball player of all time, in my opinion. Uh, but Michael Jordan transcended the sport. 
Yeah, he reinvented his genre. Yeah, Muhammad Ali reinvented the sport. So that's the difference to me. Good stuff, sir. Um, Yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting. 18 rounds of sparring Mm -hmm. every day, Mm -hmm. seven days a week. That's crazy. That that blows my mind. Yeah. I could probably get through two. Yeah, and be like... uh, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, huffing yeah. and puffing, bro. Huffing and puffing. But it is what it is, man. But yeah, that's very impressive. Like I said, he was a, he was a genetic freak, 18. but all, but he worked for his shit too. Yeah, man. Uh, put your nose to the grindstone, man, because nothing. Some people are talented, but the people who work are going to surpass the talented ones. Tom know? Brady. Yep. So because Tom Brady's not the most athletic quarterback of all time, and he's not the most gifted, but he work, works work, his ass work, off. Work, work, work. And he's forty-one years old, and he's still playing ball. It is what it is. Hey man, money is money. Yep. But uh so yeah, moving on to the movies. We're getting getting into the nitty-gritty here. All right. So you know, this has been re- this kind of reoccurring rumor for a long period of time. First, uh we heard that they were casting a new Bond, right? And then we heard Daniel Craig was coming back for one last Bond. Yeah, for another Bond. And now that's kind of seemed to be falling out the wayside again because they seem to have or the rumor is that they have selected the next Bond, the very first African-American Bond. Uh Idris Elba is supposed to be the next James Bond, and I kind of want your opinion on that. So here's my thing. I'm kind of surprised that it took this long, 50 years of Bond, to finally get a black Bond. Because the whole MI7, obviously, it's a very British thing. Yeah. Bro, a lot of, uh, like, the UK population, especially in the city of London, bro, a lot of them are, like, Af- or, well, black, let's say, because they're not African-American, right? Yeah. They're African-English. Yeah. And they're black. And I'm like, wow, this took 50 years. I would have understood it 50 years ago when, you know, Bond was this thing. But it's like, why are we... Just now in 2018, getting a black bond. Yeah, I like Idris Elba. He's a phenomenal actor, and I think he'll pull off the role. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a very different take on Bond, and I know there's going to be a lot of controversy because people are fucking shitty. Yeah, I love the Craig Bond, but it fell the fuck apart, especially Spectre. Here's my thing: Casino Royale is arguably your number one or two. Yeah. Anybody's one or two, right? Yeah. It's, it's like the Bond, redefined yeah. the Bond, right? Yeah. Then you have Skyfall. Fucking phenomenal. Spectre you, was... You forgot, okay. you forgot Quantum of Souls. I don't know if you did that on purpose, but or you just like... Cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Skyfall was also a phenomenal follow-up yeah. to Casino Royale, you know? Yeah. It's just from one movie right into the other. Nothing in between. <laughs> but <laughs> but, uh, but you have two mammoths probably bringing more life back into the Bond series than anything in the past 10 years. For sure. Since that, right? And then here's my thing with Spectre. They throw a pretty face. Uh, the the Bond girl is just total trash in that movie. Because in Casino Royale, she wasn't just the Bond girl. She was his equal. Yeah. And you're not going to get that. But then, you know, Inspector, he's like, oh, I always loved you. You don't erase my memories. Like, it doesn't mean anything, dude. Mm-hmm. Did you totally forget Casino Royale? Yeah. And it's just the consistency and the continuity within the films itself. And I argue that the Bond girl, quote unquote, mm-hmm. in Skyfall wasn't even a Bond girl. It was M. M was the Bond girl. Yeah, M was the Bond girl, right? In in Skyfall, and um, man, Skyfall but, was brutal because you have a deconstruction of Bond and everything that's made him Bond. Mm-hmm. You have a personal attack, and I love uh, Javier Bardem. I oh, think he's yeah. such a fucking great villain yeah. and a great. He, he's a phenomenal actor. I need more of him in my life, yeah. and I love the whole. Uh, I can't remember his character, S- Silva. Yeah, I love Silva. He's such a good fucking villain, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. Because the Bond genre is saturated in... The villains you know are the good ones and the absolutely ridiculous ones. And that's unfortunate. And you have a lot of mediocrity in between. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Austin Powers was a thing for a reason. Yeah. Somebody set that pitch up. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, yeah. I, I'm all for it. I mean, I, like I said, I, I am going to be sad to see Daniel Craig go because, like you said, arguably the best Bond had some of the best films. In our generation. Uh, no. I, I think Bond... Now and Bond then meant two different things, and you gotta kind of. 
Well, yeah, yes and no, because I will say that there's Sean Connery, who is like the Bond, right? The, the sexy Bond. Yeah, I think is the, the Bond that kind of everybody recognizes. Um, and then you had like Roger Moore, who was, you know, you liked him, you didn't like him. Uh, but Timothy Dalton just changed the game, right? Because he made Bond kind of gritty. Yep. And that's something that Daniel Craig really, I mean, I'm, I'm, we, talk, we talk about Pierce Brosnan. You, people have an opinion on him. He's, he kind of brought, okay. brought back the sexy Bond kind of thing again. But um, he didn't have that, 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 that hard punch, edge. man. He didn't yeah. have that punch. He didn't have that hard edge. That, that, that he, he, was a, uh, he was Hugh Hefner with a gun. That's all he was. That's a great way of describing it, actually. And, um, and Daniel Craig, I know we praise him. We praise his Bond movies. But he really... <sighs> Being a spy was cool, but it also sucked simultaneously throughout all three films. And it was just... There's four games. Three. <laughs> and, and it was one of those things where you're like, wow, James Bond is so fucking cool, but yeah. being him must suck. Suck, yeah. Yeah. And you kind of brought he's the, the psych- He's the psychological Bond. The Bond who had the most issues. Because yeah, if you think about it, if you're a trained, cold-blooded killer, uh, who was, that is your job, and you don't have any family, you don't have anybody to really relate to because you live in this bubble. Right. And then you get betrayed by that same bubble. Yeah. You know? Um, you know. You're going to snap. Yeah. But... So- um. I still like that conspiracy theory that Bond is just James Bond is just the code name. Well, that's that was debunked in um, yeah I know. Skyfall, but right? I, I think it's a very cool thing, kind of tying back to the whole Jason thing, uh, where it's the it's just this cult following of Bond. Yeah. Where it's not a person, maybe it's like a position or a mm-hmm. title card. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, like you said, kind of I'm excited. I think I just I was gonna do a great job if that ends up being the call. Uh, but I think people getting upset about these type of things nowadays is ridiculous. It's like people getting it's absolutely ups- ridiculous. Get everybody getting upset about the female Doctor Who and shit like that. And, like- and, and you know, I think, and I think the worst part is this: it's is gonna be not the Brits that are upset. It's gonna be the Americans that yeah, are freaking and, out. And Bond doesn't even belong to them. Yeah, and bond, <laughs> the Bond's not your thing. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. I um, I know Craig was getting tired of the Bonds. Mm-hmm. And he was probably beating the fuck. You know, he he's, he's an older. He was an older guy when he took it on. He, he wasn't. He killed it. He, he wasn't a spring it. chicken when he started to do Bond movies, so I'm sure it was physically exhausting. So but I, it's kind of sad. I, I don't know if we're still getting that Craig, and they're just kind of announcing like, "Hey, this is the next Bond." By the way, here's the trailer for the last Craig Bond. Yeah. I don't know if that's gonna happen or what, but uh, kind of sad to see him go. Yeah. Because I would like one last huzzah. Yeah. So, what is it? Huzzah. A huzzah. One last huzzah. 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 Ah, okay. But um. <laughs> Idris Elba, man, I am excited. I yeah. know he's gonna kill it. Yeah, it's not him that I'm worried about. It's literally every other character that I'm fucking concerned about. Well, here's the deal, like, um, because obviously they established a new M, right? I like the new M. Uh, I quite like him. They established that. Um, you know, are they going to? Because like that's the whole thing about Bond is that the continuity is so like garbage, up and down. Like nobody fucking knows who's what. So like, you know, like at like Judy Dench M was started with Pierce Brosnan Bonds, but. The Daniel Craig Bonds was like a retcon, but she was still the M of those. Like you know what I mean? Yep. The whole thing is like wrapped up in a crazy psychotic world that we're living in. You know Absolutely. What I, mean? So, I, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. You could get away with it because it's Bond, and that's like the whole point. But uh, yeah, yeah, man. So with anything that has iterations and adjustments, you're gonna see some uh, some issues throughout. Yes, sir. What? Ever. Yep. So this is something that I saw. Uh, yeah, I uh, I had to look this up because it was just crazy enough to make me believe it. Yeah, uh, it was something that I saw, and it was like it was just like a little like meme on the internet. But it was like, who could be? Obviously, this is something that we've discussed in the podcast before. Who could mm-hmm. be the next Wolverine? And somebody said a name that I thought was interesting that I saw, and it was Daniel uh, Daniel Radcliffe as the new Wolverine. And now think about it. Obviously, he doesn't have quite the attitude, but he does have the look. He's gotten and good the hype. 
and the height. He's gotten into good shape. So, like I said, I don't think he has the same kind of swagger that a uh, Hugh Jackman would. But visually speaking, I think he could pull it off. And why? I just want your opinion on that game. You know my opinion on this. Don't play stupid. <laughs> no, tell me your opinion. Dude, I grew up with Hugh Jackman as the Wolverine. I, I was literally there in Logan, and I had to say goodbye to like a whole generation of myself. He cried. And, and X- Bro, my girlfriend cried, and that was the second X-Men movie she's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Lo- Logan was a banger, but yeah. I don't know, man. I-, I can't see it. And not because he's Harry Potter. And I, w- <laughs> I want to throw that out there. No, seriously, because it's like... Okay. Because you-, you think Harry Potter and Radcliffe's face comes into your head. It's, it's yeah. just the... It's a curse, really. It's what it is. I, I don't see it, because... Wolverine is, you know, Swiss cheese type of dude, you know, and not the, I don't know, Radcliffe's too, almost too elegant. I, I would, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it at that. He's a classy dude. Okay. You know, he's kind of gotten his shit together after the alcoholism, but it's just, I don't know, man. I don't see him being angry at me. You know. You don't see him being angry at you. No. Okay. That, that's my thing, dude. If you're gonna play Wolverine, and you're not on steroids, I don't know what you're doing. You know, let me get Tim Lambesis as Wolverine. No, we're I'm not going to do that. Can we not do that? Because he'll try to murder somebody again. That, that's Is or that have, not in the vein of Wolverine? have somebody murdered again. That's different. I'm sorry. I think given Except, him, th- no, this time he'll do it himself. Yeah, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I just, that's just something I saw. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, man. it's he, He's got, I, I guess he's got the visual. Visually speaking. And he, he's kind of a hairy dude. Daniel Radcliffe's a, yeah. kind of a hairy he dude. He passed the eye test, but I don't think he'll pass the screen test, so to speak. I, I, I. I hope they don't bring back Wolverine. Or if they do, it's not for a big part. It'll be just like a little nod. Well, the next time they bring back Wolverine is be in the MCU. So, Well, you know, the next X-Men movie. Uh, I'm so upset about this. I don't know if I mentioned it. What but, happened? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, what, 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 what happened? So, so here's the thing, right? Um, with, this the, movie. with the whole Days of Future Past is probably the best thing that's ever happened for the franchise, aside from the X-Men animated, right? Um, then we got, after that was Age of Apocalypse. And this is just following the main storyline, right? Age of Apocalypse, which is... I liked it. Okay. You, you thought it was okay, it was okay. right? Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty well-rounded movie. Yeah, not bad. Um, and then at the end of Age of Apocalypse, we see the Sinister Corp thing. So we're like, dude, Mr. fucking Sinister. Mm-hmm. But no, it's confirmed that the next one's going to be a Dark Phoenix movie. And when have we seen this before, bro? History repeats itself. It goes one good one, one mediocre one, and then Dark Phoenix. And we have the same fucking thing that happened to X1, 2, and 3. Yeah. You cannot have... You literally don't have enough time to develop all these characters like that. Like, we literally just got Jean Grey. And we literally just got some of these, like, newer, rebooted X-Men in the last fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to throw, the like, the X-Men storyline at us? You know, like, one of the top three right at us, one movie after you introduce them. There's just not enough time for it. Yeah. Not enough exposition. And it really what, irks me. I mean, what happened to New Mutants? Is that Did that come out? No. Did it come out? Dude, there's so many things just up in the air right now, and it, and it boggles my mind. What happened to the New Mutants? I don't know, man. I do not know. Did that know. movie come out? It was, no, it didn't it was supposed out. to come out. It was supposed to. Is it not October or November? I thought it was supposed to come out in April. <laughs> Jay, look it up real quick. My secretary was working on it right now. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, that, that's my thing. It's like we had such a good running start. We hit the ground running with Days of Future Past. Like you, Well, first class first, but. Yeah. Well, okay, first class. You hit the ground running. Then you really got into your stride with Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. That's the X-Men movie. Slow down a little bit with... Uh, That's fine, man. You got to hit age. them bends. You got to hit them bends, right? August 2nd, 2019. It came out? No, they pushed it back again? 2019. Yeah. So I'm what? telling you, X-Men is... I love the X-Men. It's probably my favorite like comic series, aside from Hellboy and Deadpool, right? Those are my top three. 
but it's just such a fucking mutant nightmare to ever make any properties out of this. Yeah. It's you just because it's such a fine line now. The line's so blurred. And I don't know, like I said, where is this going to fall in the MCU? Because it's, it's going to. Yeah. So And, and you know, I'm kind of upset because we're not going to see Mr. Sinister on the big screen. And I, I love that villain. Yeah, most They're going to throw yeah. Dark Phoenix Saga. It's like, do not do that in movie form. Yeah. Do one season on Netflix. Do literally one fucking season on Netflix, Hulu, whatever streaming fucking service you want. 12 episodes. That's, let's just say each episode's an hour. That's 12 fucking hours to do it. That's enough time to make everything good and wrap it up nicely. Yeah. Instead of trying to fit this whole, you know, 120 issue saga into two hours on screen. Mm. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it upsets me. You know, I'm passionate about yeah. the X-Men. It's the last thing kind of holding me on <laughs> to the MCU, man. It really is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's unfortunate to see that fuck up. Yeah. So where the fuck were we on this agenda? I don't know. Danny Radcliffe. That's what we Daniel were. Danny Radcliffe. Okay, so I got this next one. Do you know what The Nun is? Uh, the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Have uh, you seen it? It is. Uh, she's like a zombie nun or yeah, a demon nun or some de- stupid de- shit. It's right? a demon nun. It's a. So, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I don't think we need any more because it's probably going to be another shit movie. Um, did you hear what happened with uh, The Nun on YouTube? No. So. They paid for an advertisement. It was a short, like, five or six second advert, right? And it was, um, you saw, like, the nun, like, the title card flash. Or, I'm sorry. It was a black screen first, right? And then the, the nun's face popped up. It was like, ah! It was like a jump scare commercial. And then it was, like, the nun. And I think in the beginning, it was like, it showed, like, your volume being turned down. Like, you know, like, the image, not actually your volume being turned down. That's so fun. you'd turn it up. Yeah. You know? And that's how they got you. Old school jump scare. Yeah, right? At, well, old school with a new school twist. Yeah. So somebody on Twitter went, hey, if you see your volume going down, blah, 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 like it's a fucking, you know, the whole trigger warning and blah, blah, blah. And so what YouTube did was they're like, yeah, you know, you're right. We're sorry. And they took down the the whole, not only the advertisement, but the video as well for the nun. I'm like, damn, these guys probably made one of the coolest horror commercial jump scares in a while and it gets slapped the fuck down by YouTube because somebody ruined it. Yeah, because somebody ruined it. And I guess they had a valid point if you have, uh, what was it, anxiety or, or whatever. Well, like, come on, man. Come on. Dude, the internet, w- <clears throat> the internet was built on these stupid fucking jump scares. They stare at this picture for 30 seconds and you'll see something happen. Ah, nah. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Scary Maze game. You remember that one? Yeah. I didn't sleep for like a week fucking after that. Watch, watch the car drive on this beautiful cliff size. And, ah, yeah. yeah, I remember that you one. You know what I mean? Uh, you remember the days of YouTube when it, when every like everything had that uh, Green Day song on it? I Walk a Lonely Road. Yeah. Remember that? When yeah. everything had that tacked on? <laughs> but yeah, man. It, it's kind of unfortunate because these guys uh, took a creative leap. A good one. Yeah. And um, I was like, Damn. It got Ruined. swatted the fuck down. Ruined. I got some more to touch on about these snowflakes out there later on in the, in the topics. But I, I want you to go ahead with your next one. The nun. Wait, wait. The whole, let's, let's continue on this. Yeah, because the, the nun. nun is that is that Blumhouse? Mm, I don't know. Don't care. <laughs> it looks like a shitty horror movie. Well, here's the problem though. Because like it's above so below. <laughs> well, well, here's here's the deal. Because hatred. That was a spinoff. This is a spinoff. You know, you've seen Conjuring two, right? No, not two. Do you have any interest in Conjuring 2? I'll probably get around to it, Dude, yeah. it's so good. My, my list of movies to catch up on is that's, massive. It's right really, now. really good. But basically, that's a sp- but you know how Annabelle was a spinoff of the first? Yeah. Uh, well, this is another spinoff from the second one. And it looks fascinating. Uh, it would probably suck, I imagine. But I think the Conjuring is... No, maybe the Conjuring is not Blumhouse. But um, yeah, man. It's just something that uh, is interesting to me. Because I'm a... Like, Conjuring 1 and 2, probably the best one-two punch since Insidious 1 and 2. 
my opinion. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, so, um, you know, we'll see. Obviously, The Conjuring 3 is going to be a thing that's going to happen. Uh, wait, looking forward to it. Easily one of the most underrated, you know, horror franchises of the last couple of years is Conjuring 1 and 2. So I definitely recommend any person who has not watched it to watch it because holy fucking shit. It's fantastic. It's fucking terrifying. And it hits you all in the right spot. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about Stranger Things Season 3. All right. So... So, obviously, coming around Halloween, Halloween, we talked about this before. Halloween. Halloween. Halloween, obviously. Uh, you know, we have the, the horror movies and stuff like that. We'll also, we have the return of Stranger Things, season three. Fun fact, our buddy Johnny had a math class with the dude who plays Steve. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Small world. Yeah. But, um, so, the idea, at least from the Russo brothers, who are the directors of this thing. The Duffer brothers. The Duffer, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Russo brothers are the... Something else. Uh, but um, they say, mm-hmm. this is their perspective, mm-hmm. that this is more of, it is, the season is darker. Oh, and it's really? very, their words, John Carpenter-esque. Uh, yes. I love, um, there was a writer, a uh, early 1900s writer by, uh, uh, you know, that sounds like forever ago, but it was only 100 years ago, by Franz Kafka, right? And he wrote very, like, existential pieces that okay. just made you feel like fucking shit and tore you into depression because nothing ever matters in existentialism, right? Yeah. So he had the word much well, very long after his death. The word Kafka-esque became like a legitimate word. But here's the thing, man. How far can you dilute something and still call it Kafka-esque? Because uh-huh. now, you know, your douchey Columbia hipster girls are like, it's so Kafka-esque. And, you know, they take a drag of their camel light and fucking... But Carpenter-esque, he's still alive, first and foremost. Yeah. Secondly... Does he approve? Did he give you the stamp of, yeah, this is John Carr. This is me. This is pretty me. Well, he likes Stranger Things. I know he's commented on it before. He does like it. I know that. I don't know how he feels like about that particular phrasing. I mean, the season's not out yet. Can't really say. But here's the deal. I understand your point of view, mm-hmm. but he doesn't determine what John Carpenter-esque is. I, I completely understand that you have your own style, like yeah. Tarantino-esque. Like, if I say that, you kind of know what we're getting into, right? Yeah. And I, I get that you you probably inspired the Duffer Brothers, whatever. But is this my, my? Here's my big concern: Are these buzzwords or is this truth? Well, because uh, when you hear John Carpenter, greatest one of the greatest horror directors of all time, yes. one of the greatest horror compo- composers of all time, also, yeah. Are they? You know, are we just fucking throwing this out there lightly like that? Like this is not a term that should be used lightly. Well, that's my point. Is that the fact that these guys are fans and that they're saying this? This is an interesting, interesting thing to me. I love season one. Season two gave me some serious doubts about the series. Okay. Because this is turning into a cash cow. Okay. And season one was wrapped up in a nice little neat package, and it gave you your typical horror thing. Oh shit! Did we really get rid of it? And yeah. it ended, and you're like, wow, that was fucking great. And then it became a fucking boom, which nobody expected. They did this one little, one little off, one season of horror, you know, very throwback to what we're, you know, what we grew up on. And now it's kind of turning into a cash cow. We've yeah. talked about Stranger Things season two. I've, I've never been so unhappy to see our city in a fucking show as I've seen, you know, as in Stranger Things season two. So that that's my concern, man. I'm genuinely like concerned because money ruins a lot of things. Yeah. And I'm afraid this might be one of them. Well, my thing is, like, well, obviously, Stranger Things has lost a little bit of the buzz, obviously. First season did very, very well. Like you said, kind of caught everybody off guard. And it was like, oh, my God, this is a fantastic little show. That we, me and my girlfriend, plowed through it in one night, the yeah. whole fucking season. Yeah. We're like, wow, this is good. Yeah. Uh, season two, 
Okay, not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a, lot, a little more to be desired. I think that's fair to say. A lot more to be. Desired. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say it would suck though. I would say it wasn't as good. I think that's kind of a fair assessment. I think sucking is a little, a little extreme. I think it was kind of more of a rehash of what we saw previously, and the, kind of those intriguing points were kind of left hanging. Which I don't know if they're leading into season three. I don't know. Uh, I'm not in the fucking writers' room, but um, it gives me hope. Is my point. Uh, obviously, we'll see how the delivery works on that. Uh, but that's the word. The word is that it's very John Carpenter-esque. And like I said, John Carpenter doesn't determine that. Because I'm sure Carpenter sees his films differently than we do. I know. I, I, I definitely agree with that point. Yeah. But that, that's not my concern with it. I, I know he doesn't really... Well, in a way, he, he affects the word Carpenter-esque, right? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't determine it. Yeah. But it's just the... It's the whole thing, man, of the... Of, is it mango tea? Is it mango-infused tea? Or does it just smell like a mango and taste like apple? You know? Think about that. Think about how confused you'd be. Not only senses-wise, but like sexually, too. You'd have like a, like a third sexual awakening halfway through your 20s. So buy some tea. But I don't know, man. We'll see. I'll watch it, unfortunately. Because I'm, I'm, you know, feeding the, the cash cow. Feed the pig! But, yeah, man. That's my kind of concern, dude. That everything's being milked into... You milk it so hard it turns into a raisin. That's the kind of fucking. I've like, never society. once seen a cow turn into a raisin. I know, but you know, a raisin <laughs> is like a raisin is shriveled up and dry. And I guess that's my point: is, is how far can you milk something before it dies? Well, my thing is like, um, I would agree if like I felt like everybody was kind of following suit. I feel like they're still kind of leading the charge in this kind of genre. <laughs> yes. Here's the thing, though: this genre, this horror genre. <laughs> It's kind of garbage. Well, for every one film, one, for every one good film you, you have in the horror genre, you have twenty more that are horseshit. I think that's anything, though. Yes, but I feel like the horror one is especially notorious for it. Yeah, because you get the yeah. All right, let's move on to the next topic, man. I'm I'm getting a little heated here. <laughs> no, I agree. I'm just saying. Hey, stranger, stranger things, man. All right, so uh, we only got one topic on the gaming docket today. This is you. Uh, this is me. So Doom Eternal. Have you seen gameplay of it? Uh, we talked about this like two weeks ago. Yeah, right? it looks tits, right? Yeah. It looks pretty good. So there's a line in it, um, and the line is, uh, don't call them demons. They prefer mortally challenged. And people are freaking the fuck out. Tell, okay, first and foremost, tell me that's not fucking hilarious. That's yeah, hysterical, yeah. That is like, that's like a nod to the time period we're living yeah. in. And it's fucking hilarious. It's thumbing too. its nose at it. It's like fuck you, you yeah. fucking bro. This game is literally about a dude killing demons. It, it literally has a gun called the big fucking gun, and people are freaking out. And they're like, "This is anti-immigration." What? Where the fuck are you drawing these conclusions from? Is it because he's killing demons that have migrated from hell to Earth? You're, people are literally and they're crossing the border hard. between hell and Earth, so therefore they're talking about immigrants. So what was happening here is that the Doom guy is actually a Nazi. The Doom race. guy is a Trump supporter. Is a Nazi he's, supremacist. He's building a wall, and the wall has giant spikes on it, and they're going to kill the demons. <laughs> and dude, it literally that okay. First and foremost, props to the writing team. Yeah, because that line. I laugh my ass off. That's such a good line. Don't call them demons. They perform mortally challenged. That's so like, that's fucking genius. funny. That's, that's so fucking so funny. Good. God damn. And it's just, uh, I don't know, man. And, well, and the fact that it's, this line is criticizing this, our society. It's like almost satire at this point, right? Yeah. And, and the fact that people are freaking out over it proves the point of the writers. Yeah. And that's the best part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, if, 
I'm assuming people who have seen this have never played a Doom game or have even had fun in their lives, I imagine. I imagine many people who get upset about these things don't even know how to have fun. That they have fun and then like they like scrape it from their memories because they think they're being violated in some way. Because <laughs> God forbid something forget, <laughs> make them feel a way that they don't want to feel kind of a deal. Yeah. But like, again, this is a franchise that when you're ripping off demons heads, you flip them off after the fact. There's a button to flip off a demon. But but you're missing the the big point here. They're demons, right? And and for if we take uh, your beliefs and we look just at facts, right? We take beliefs out of the picture. As far as I see, there's no demons roaming around, right? Maybe maybe we're not the Winchesters, okay? But yet the same company who makes Doom makes what? Wolf and fucking Stein. We're our people protesting for Nazi rights. Bro, innocent Nazis are being... <laughs> you know, I always kind of... I remind myself of that kind of talk we had about Far Cry 5 and how... This is the one of the best episodes we ever it's did. It's one of the best episodes. And I think that talk really... I, I think we drew some good points out there. And I always get reminded of that when people freak out over a video game. Yeah. Because video games don't make you violent. Nope. If you're going to be violent, you're probably violent before you picked up Doom or whatever the else it was. Yeah. Video games are really a form of art. It gives you something between a book, a movie, and you know actually doing something. It's it's beautiful. And yet there's people trying to tear all this down. And, you know, over over a one-liner. Which is a fuck, which is fucking hysterical. A fucking great one-liner. And, and you know what? I'm not going to be upset over this because, like I said, the fact that people are freaking out over that line proves to show how hypersensitive how, everybody how is. How right they are about yeah. the, whole, the whole call. And, um, and so now people are like, oh, don't, you know, if you buy Jimmy Turner, then, then you're going you're gonna to call ice, bro. You're going you're gonna, to... Shut the fuck up. So here's... Because I know uh, a couple weeks ago, you didn't seem very interested on... Did they win you over a little bit with, the, with this whole campaign thing? Here's my thing about Doom. Uh, th- that's what your question's on, right? Yeah. Just so we're clear. Um, I've played Doom. I've played probably most of them. Um, they're excellent. And I didn't really dive into the last one, but I'm slowly kind of beginning my journey. Because like I said, I have the demo. I didn't like plot through the demo yet all the way. And... Um, I think I might hop on, man. Yeah. I, uh, I I had some genuine fun playing Doom. Yeah. And uh, yeah, dude, it's just it's quick and stupid, man. Yeah. It's quick and stupid. Uh, Doom is not one of those games you have to take seriously. No, you hop on, you plow some bad eyes. Yeah. That's that's literally it. And the action's fucking great. The executions are phenomenal. It's yeah, it's a fu- it's gore porn, bro. It's like it really is. It's fucking phenomenal. And um, uh. You know, yeah, you're I, fucking burping whole, up the storm today, bro. This whole sword thing that got introduced in Doom Eternal. Yeah, that's going to be fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man. That, that's just kind of my, my little rant for the week. I like I, it. I like how the gaming the gaming category has become Gabe's rant. <laughs> well, I think we have some valid points most, oh, yeah, most of for the sure. time. And I, I think we bring up something. We, we definitely grew up in the same kind of way, yeah. right? Yep. And it, it's kind of wild seeing that. You can't say anything anymore. Uh, God forbid you f- you offend someone, you know. And it's just wild, like, dude. When when I was growing up, and somebody upset me, my mom would be like, "Did you die?" Or you know, they'd be like, "So what? Don't so ta- what if they think you're don't talk to them anymore? Don't talk to them. Yeah. Did they physically hurt you? No. Yeah. We'll go back there and yeah. kick his ass. Yeah, that too. Yeah. You know. And now it's like, oh, God forbid, bro. Uh, you you called my son. He's not actually Indian, bro. He's a mix. That's funny because instead of actually confronting a person about it, they write a blog about it. Well, Instead of that. being like, you asshole, stop being an asshole, they write a blog about how he was an asshole until the internet takes it over and eventually it gets back to them and that person gets the, the, persecuted the for the rest of their life. The passive-aggressive route 
taking is a whole nother problem, but there are people out there that will rally for dumb shit and it's, it's absolutely wild. And, um, I'm going to leave it at that before this gets too political. <laughs> no, I like it. But, um, but yeah, man, these are some of the best episodes we have and, is when we talk about that shit. And you know what? Here's, here's the best part about it. Has, uh, has Doom ever been marketed as family friendly? Not once in its whole entire existence. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you could throw that line into Mortal Kombat as well, and people would still freak out about it. Yeah. It's like, at what point should you, you know, should me, you buy your child this game? Yeah, exactly. Never. I, um, you, you know, I, I know we had our M rated games growing up, uh-huh. but it was different. But now it's like, well, I have a 10 year old nephew who. Always has the latest Call of Duties, right? And you know, we talked about World War II, how people were thinking about about the uh, the the army guy being hung. It's like, then why are you showing this to your kid? Mm-hmm. Like, you see, it says seventeen plus on the box. Why are you buying this game for your ten year old kid? Yes, it's not the the creator of the content's responsibility to censor themselves. It is your job to censor your child's bullshit. Well, especially in, we could even argue both points here. Um, Call of Duty, the the World War Two. Like, that's just a depiction of history. We're not, you know, maybe they embellished some things for the story. And maybe, yeah. you know, some things were made up here and there. But it's like, dude, these horrors happened. Yeah. If you think a dude being hung during that time period is the worst thing that ever happened, you got a lot to read up on. Yeah. And then secondly, Doom is completely fictional, bro, yeah. as far as I know. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not in that dimension. Yeah. You're not. And, it, you sometimes know. Sometimes I am. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes in the pits, bro. Just, yeah. But um, it's like, dude, it's, a, it's literally something, some... Some people came up with, put their vision to digital, and now people can play through it. It's so fucking awesome that you could do that in this day and age. Yeah. They, what, what's in idea. your head? Hell of an idea, too. <laughs> Hell of an idea. Ah! <laughs> unintentional Alrighty, puns sir. are unintentional. But yeah, that's that's my little rant for the week. <laughs> I like we're, it. We're gonna. Do you have your agrees or disagrees ready? Oh yeah, let me pull them up real quick. It's like sure. three, and they're, you're gonna laugh because I had a bad experience, and this is what led, us all, led up to all of this. Absolutely, I got a. I got one for you as well. Do you want me to start off? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, agree or disagree? Iggy Azalea would be a better porn star than a rapper. No, because she's completely unattractive. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I, uh, she's also a terrible rapper, so yeah. I could go through it. Yeah, so I'm trying to figure out an era of things where she will fit into. because I think she would make a much better porn star than a rapper. And that's not, because that I... voice, bro? You didn't get off on that voice, Gabe? No, not on that voice, but... Her rapping is so bad, though. It, <laughs> and that's the kind of aspect I'm focused on. At least I can enjoy an ass. I can't enjoy her garbage music. It just, it just totally missed. <laughs> no, I was just like, that's, I don't know. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think that was kind of funny. So here we go. All okay. right. Now, so this is, uh, let me preface this a little bit. Oh, uh, I had a rough experience at Taco Bell. <laughs> okay. So a quesadilla is a Mexican pizza. You know what? That's fairgrounds for agreeing. Yeah, that's fairgrounds. I thought it was a good one, and this is just something because I was pissed off. This is that was a before, and this is an after. You could tell my mindset in all of this. Taco Bell is the worst fast food joint. <laughs> no, definitely not. Who's, what's the worst fast food? Jack in the Box. What's the Jack in the Box around here? That'll ruin your asshole. Um, I here's here's my thing. I've only ever had one bad experience at Taco Bell. Literally every other any other time I went, it was pretty solid. If you order all the big cheesy meaty stuff that's going to make you shit your brains out that's on you dog because give me two crunchwrap supremes and i'm good for the day man Ugh. you don't like crunchwraps no i don't like anything i can't eat i think it's a meat thing yeah I, man it might be just their meat i don't trust their meat 
Honestly, a Crunchwrap Supreme is probably the best thing you can get on the menu. It's know. just always consistent. It's funny because Adriana had beef with Taco Bell like her whole entire life. Yeah, and then the she got pregnant. Taco Bell. And then, yeah. And then she got pregnant. The beef got Adriana pregnant? What? Yeah. This is not clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then she got pregnant. And then her whole, like, she, like, actively yeah. has Taco Bell now. That's funny. Yeah. But, like, um, like not, uh, White Castle, too. Yeah, White Castle's, I would say White Castle's is worse than Taco Bell. Because you're almost guaranteed the shits after. Eh, not necessarily. Because you also get some chicken rings, some mozzarella sticks, you're fine. Bro, they, on the receipt, it says, if you don't shit your brains out, your meal was free. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Especially after that story Adam told, like, 60 episodes ago, I, I ain't going back to White Castle. <laughs> well, to be fair, he had, like, 75 sliders in that whole exchange. So, <laughs> you can't blame them for that. You want to know why they call them sliders? <laughs> yeah, well. Oh, man, that's but, good stuff. So, the Cassidy piece of thing you agree with? I, I think that's fair grounds for an interpretation of pizza. I think that's absolutely fair. You know, every culture has something that resembles it. Yeah. And I think quesadilla is pretty close. Yeah. A cheese choice could be different because, you know, you got more on the liquidy side in a quesadilla, right? Yeah. Well, sometimes pizza can be kind of cheesy and gooey. No? It can. It, it's, it's something. All the base stuff is there. The only real outlier is the lettuce. If you even get lettuce. Yeah, that's optional. Right? That's you know, an and that's now. So I, I think it's fair grounds to say that they're close enough. They're in the same family. Same genus. Maybe not same species. Definitely same genus. Okay. I'd agree with that. Yeah. yeah. It's close enough. They're cousins. Yeah. But like I said. First cousins. Yeah. Because Italians and Mexicans are pretty close. Kind of. In regards to like. Close enough. Like, uh, what's the word? Like. Culture. Yeah. The cultural foot. Because Italian and Spanish are pretty close in. Language. You know, I, I'd even argue that Polish and, like, uh, like the new wave and old wave Mexican is close enough. Like, we grew up with the same strict parents and just fucking crazy. Like, they'll beat your ass if you do stupid shit, you know. And, um, well, they're totally cool with you getting drunk in their backyard. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I think it's the same kind of maybe, – maybe it's just the old world mentality. But, yeah, you know, because I went to school with a lot of – there was a lot of Mexican kids in my neighborhood. There was a lot of Polish kids in my neighborhood. and it They was got like, along great. They, they got along phenomenally. The <laughs> yeah. only real difference was that – uh, we liked our cars low. They liked their, their cars, cars way high. up. Yeah. You know, and it was just you know, that's the only real fucking thing I could say. So, somewhere between, there's a normal person who likes their car in the normal spot. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, sir. Yeah. Um, you got any more agrees? Oh uh, no, I think that was it. That was it. Um, mm. so I didn't actually come up with to- topics uh, for this game, but we're gonna play this game called Where on Earth. Um, pick anything you want. Um, it's going to be a description of whatever you want. Uh, and the other person has to guess where it was. So if I gave you a band, for example, right? Like, uh, Texas in July, you got to guess where, where on earth are they from? Okay. Right. So you take a guess and you'd be like Cambodia be like, no, go north a bit. And I give you a hint. Okay. You know, and it's like two hints. Can you guess it? No. Okay. And that's the game we're kind of, kind of taking. Okay. Cause I think, I, I think especially the band aspect of it. You're pretty good with knowing names. I'm curious to see how good you are with the locations of bands, too. Well, can you? Okay, well, how about this? Uh, we'll, we'll give this a test run right now. Pull okay. up your fucking Spotify, and we'll run through it. Pull up my Spotify? Yeah, okay. we'll run through it. Because I, I'm, I, I get it, but I don't get it. You get it, but you don't get it? Yeah. Okay, you want something... You want something a little tougher, or you want something... Just, just give me something. Anything. You want a band you know? Probably a band you know? Yeah. Okay, I got one for you. I now I gotta find out where the fuck they are either. <laughs> this is the fun part. We both get to learn. Yeah. The more you know. 
Boom. Dead air. Dead air. Oh, man. How hard is it to fucking find out where a band is from? Not, not, you just type it in. Usually it's like, this is a band, a metalcore band from. <laughs> it's not working. It's, it's not working. not working, buddy. Oh, no. Oh, no. But do you get the uh, the general premise? Yeah, I think. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a band we both kind of follow enough because some of these smaller bands are kind of hard to find. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, our boy Garrett and the Silent Planet Friends, Los Angeles. That's a really good guess. Same state, San Francisco. Um, actually, you know, I'll give this one to you because it's not any of the big ones. Okay, it's uh, Azusa Cali. Okay. Azusa Kelly. That was actually a really good guess. I like that. I'm pretty good because I'm like, I feel like I can look at people and kind of have a general, this is this could be totally placebo, but I feel like I can look at people and have a good idea where they're from just based on how they look. And then like when I see the guys from Silent Planet, I see like uh, homeless surfer guys who wear tie-dye. Homeless surfer guys who wear tie-dye. That's, that's a fair description. Yeah. Let's do Uno Mas. And uh, this is a band that, oh, Harm's Way. They're from Chicago. Oh, oh yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll pick a, a something a, just a tad bit, just a tad bit uh, more difficult. And this is this is a band I grew up on. Okay. And I'm sure you know them. I just don't know how uh, how balls deep you are. Uh, as blood runs black. Australia. Are they Australian? Other side of the world, baby. Other side of the world. Uh huh. Of the world. Mm hmm. So like our side of the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> New York, other side of the continent. They're from California. They're also they're from L.A. Really? As Blood Runs Black is. From Why LA. did I think they're Australian? Then? Yeah, Speedy is from. Well, they got that grime. They got that thick grime. Is that what it is? The, yeah, they're from L.A. That thick boy grime. That thick boy grime. I uh, I miss Speedy. He was the old vocalist. Now we got uh, this Christian Bartholomew dude. But yeah, that's uh, just the, the general idea. The general idea of we're on Earth. Like I said, we could do movies, movie sets. Um, kind of almost anything, and we're going to fuck around with this. Cool. It's going to be a new game for us. That should be fun. Good stuff. Okay, so let's talk music. You got first topic. All right, let me hold on. I don't even know what I put it down because I'm a pleb. Howard Jones? Oh, so <laughs> uh, I like Kill Switch Engage. I know you label them as dead metal. And I, I told, and honestly, I was looking at them visually the other day because I watched like a live performance. I'm like, yeah, I can see where he dead gets metal. that fucking from. They're dead metal, right? But that's okay because I'm a dad, so it totally works for me now. Uh, so... Uh, obviously, a couple of years ago, they, uh, you know, the vocalist quit or he got kicked out, depending on who you uh, ask. Okay. <laughs> uh, his because he had diabetes, right? So he couldn't really live life on the road anymore. So, but I guess they were in wherever the fuck they were, and they brought him on stage to perform a song, uh, the, song? the end of heartache. Oh, uh, that's a good one. and that was like you know I think he kind of brought them to the next level because he got that big booming voice. Yeah, Howard Jones is wild. Yeah, uh, he's looking really fit. Looking in great shape. That's good, man. Uh, so he did a great job. And I thought it was something that was kind of fun. Do you know who else is looking fucking fantastic these days and looks like a completely different human being? Adam D. No. Well, he looks exactly the same, actually. <laughs> Kevin Smith looks like a completely different human being. Really? Lost he is a lot of weight. so skinny right now. Copy that. It is absurd how skinny he is. Hey, that uh, heart attack must have really spooked him. Though. He went vegan. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he's like, fuck him. Like his his perspective is like fuck him. He's like, but I'm trying to live. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He's like, it's not like a moral objection thing. He's like, I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> that's fair game. Yeah, gotta respect that. Yeah. So uh, and as good I think, for him. Good if for anything, him. that's more of a testament to his willpower. I feel like. Yeah, man. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, uh, Howard Jones, man. Um, 
Good stuff. Yeah. I remember hearing Kill Switch for the first time. It's pretty good. I was sitting in my car with my dad, and he was like, this shit bumps, are you, son. <laughs> are you kidding me? My dad would never say this kind of shit. My dad thinks Blue Man Group slaps, dude. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> ah, shit. Oh, man. That was funny. That's good stuff. Um, I got next topic. Yeah. Uh, so a band that I kind of brought unearthed, let's say. That, not the band. The band is not unearthed. But uh, a band that I have unearthed and kind of brought onto the attention of this uh, podcast, Great American Ghost, uh-huh. some Boston Hardcore, which we love on this show. Yes, we do. Anything better than Boston Hardcore or Chicago Hardcore? Actually, no, probably not. No, definitely not. Um, <laughs> so they are touring with some interesting fellows. Um, first and foremost, they got something going on with Knocked Loose, like a show or two. Great fucking choice. Yeah. Excellent fucking choice. They got they both got that bounce to yeah. their songs. But then this is like a full-length tour, full 40, 60 days, whatever it is that they're doing. And headlining is Goat Whore. Do you know Goat Whore? Uh, I'm sure. Dirty, they... speedy, grimy, thrashy. Yeah. Sludge. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need to know. I can tell by that name. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, I kind of... It was one of the bands I listened to purely for the shock factor. Yeah. Who do you listen to? Oh, this band called Goat Whore. Next thing, next thing you know, it's like Pig Decimator or Horse. Or... Uh, Horse Annihilator. Uh, Burn the Priest. Or something like that. Burn the Priest. Or uh, I can't remember the other band, but they had a song called Feet, Nuke the like, Cross. Like, like uh, Fetus Lover or something like that. Like, Oh, there's a band out there that's like Fetus Destroyer or something like that. And they're just, you know, heavy for the sake of being heavy. Yeah. It's like a dying fetus. Like, yeah. Just, oh, dying fetus. That's yeah. what it was. And uh, okay, so it's Go to Horror. Um, it's the Casualties next. And interesting choice. I don't know how I feel about... Great American Casualties. That would have been probably political I, show. I think they're closer to a relation than you. Than Goat Whore. Yeah. Yumi, yeah. Right. But but now comes the fact that Goat Whore Casualties. Like, what the fuck is going on here? And then a band called Black Tusk. I have no idea anything about them. And then Great American Ghost because they're the smallest band on the tour. Uh-huh. But good for them. That's some good exposure. Yeah. Um, Different crowd. I think the Knock Loose crowd is going to enjoy the shit out of Great American Ghost. Yeah. And uh, it's good, man. They're, they got something good going for them. And they need a little more limelight. A little bit more steam. A little bit more steam. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I got the next topic as well. Yes, you do. Uh, why is this November so fucking stacked show, with tours? Show me. Okay, you ready? Dude, that's like the seventh birth you had yeah, right? on air, bro. You okay. all right? You okay? Yeah, right. You need a fucking Alka-Seltzer, bro? I have seven tours on here. You ready? <laughs> okay, go ahead. The Devil Wears Prada with Fit for a King and 68. Okay. 68 is pretty good. They're, they're really good showmen, too. One of them... The, the lead was like, uh, if you know the lyrics to this next song, that's great. I do too. And I, I got a really good kick out of that. You know who the vocalist for 68 is, right? Who? He is, uh, his name is Josh Skargen, 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 Skargen. Uh, he is from Norma Jean. Original Ooh, I didn't of, even know that. Original vocalist of uh, Norma Jean. Norma Jean so, had so many rotations and members yeah. that it's, it's, you know, it's hard to keep up with. And the Chariot. Cool. Yeah. I like the chariot. Yeah. Okay, so that's the first one. That's the kind of Scoggin, one that Scoggin. I would say we're excited for. Sorry, Here is a tour where all the openers are much better than, than the fucking headliner. Right? I, I'm going to go top down. So the headliner is like Master Flames. Okay. Okay. Then we have Ocean's 8 Alaska. Okay. Uh, Phineas. Okay. And Novelists. Okay. And I just think... Yeah, I, mean, I I like all three of those openers better than I like, like Master Flames. Really? Absolutely. I like them. Absolutely. Ocean's 8 Alaska slaps. Novelist slaps. Uh, okay, hold on. I'm yeah. going to stop you right there. Go ahead. Ocean's 8 Alaska is fucking nonsensical. I like them, but they're completely absurd. And like that shit is so unplayable live. It's ridiculous. It's all bad. Interjection. Shit. Go ahead. What fucking ever. <laughs> <laughs> Next tour. Every time I die. Yeah. Um, they actually tweeted today that uh, we're winning in selling out the show. Mm-hmm. And they it's said, show, right? 
Yeah, first show. They said the first show to sell out, they get to pick the playlist. The set list, I should say. Uh, I'm going to pick some old throwback goodies for that show. Okay. So it's Every Time I Die, uh, Turnstile, which they met on a Warp Tour and they really liked. And they're like, hey, come on a tour with us. And they did. Look at that. All it took was, I don't know, Warp Tour. Literally it. And they, they made it happen. Mm-hmm. They tour with whoever the fuck they want. Yeah. Right? Uh, Angel Dust. I'm not too familiar with Angel Dust. Uh, a band called Vane, which was, you know, spotlighted here. That's yeah. a good fit. Yeah. Um, then we have um, the Deathcore side of things. Whitechapel is headlining. Oceano is co-headlining. Chelsea Grin and Slaughter to Prevail. I would I would flip that around a little bit with uh, Oceano and Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. I uh, Oceano maybe like in two thousand nine. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, Chelsea Grin's pretty big, man. That's I think they would probably compete for co-head with uh, Whitechapel because they've been they're a little bit smaller, but like. Whitechapel's definitely big. They've just been quiet lately. Yeah, man. they haven't had obviously They've been so real sick, quiet uh, since 16. The, the saw is the law. The saw is the law. We're digging graves for our Here's friends. The problem. I, was, yeah. I was actually listening to the vocalist from Whitechapel because when I was in high school, I fucking hated them because their shit was nonsensical. It didn't make any fucking sense, right? I mean, but that's the deathcore job. But no, okay. not necessarily. <laughs> but um, like his high, like his his lows are the sounds that like your stomach makes oh, not, turns not, over. No. It's the, so- the sound boulders make when they're shifting against each other as as before it falls. And I, okay, that's cool. But his mids are fucking disgusting, nasty, beautiful, delicious. Yeah, yeah. Like his mids, like he has the he does the typical deathcore high thing where like doesn't the, the, it's just the fry. The, yeah, yeah. They're not even really doing anything, right? Uh, but like those those mids are like mm, they're tasty. Grimy. They're tasty. That's um you know that's a testament to you. Can really not like a band, but if they got talent, you yeah. gotta, you gotta, you know. And, I, and like the last couple albums have been okay. They're, they're, they're not, they don't blow my mind, but they're definitely better than what they were doing before. Whitechapel was one of those bands where, um, they were a meme to me back in the day. Yeah, they were a meme to me too. Yeah. I feel like Whitechapel was like that quiet dude in gym because we, we had an option. We have a couple of options at my high school for like, you know, our gym classes. And one of them was just you're in the weight room for your entire hour for gym period, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was, it's always the quiet guy in the weight room with the fucking deathcore cutoff, mm-hmm. just bumping Whitechapel while he bench presses, bro. Yeah. He didn't even really bench press. You got free weight bench press. <laughs> <laughs> Whitechapel people like, but yeah, um, so next door, uh, Beartooth, Knockloose, Siler, interesting combination, especially with the new sound Beartooth's going for. Yeah. Um, That's cool though. It works. Yeah, it works. Um, Next two bands we don't really care about, but they're still kind of overlapping with the whole warp Tour coming around thing. Uh, Real Friends is having their own thing. And then Water Parks is coming around, and this is all in November. Hmm. So you got seven kind of bigger shows. And uh, I think we're holding out on the Ice Nines tour, which I'm sure we have being. Yeah, happening. I'm sure that'll be announced too. So you you got seven right here, possibly eight. Yeah. And that's this is this is a lot of bangers right here. Yeah, there's some guitars in there. So did you get your tickets for um, Devil Wears Prada? No. Well, that. But uh, you got have you got your ticket for that yet? No, I have not. Have you? Can you grab mine too and uh, pay back? Uh, I'll follow up on it. All right. Let me know. And have you grabbed your ticket yet for Upon a Burning Body? Yes, I have bought my ticket for Upon a Burning Body forever ago. And uh, for those of you who plan on going to that show, the ticket link is a bitch and a half to find. I had to literally email the... uh, I had to email somebody in the staff, the staff person that deals with the shows. Then they sent me the email to the promoter. I emailed the promoter and he sent me to a website called Ticket Roomba. What a fucking awesome name for a ticket site. You you ever heard of it? No, it was the first time I ever bought off Ticket Roomba. And I bought it. It was like sixteen bucks. It's gonna be a nasty show. Can we, we show? Got, do you think I can show up the day I have and get a ticket? I don't know, man. It's kind of a small venue. I would honestly, I wouldn't fucking risk it. Yeah. 
Because you, you know damn well everybody else is going to show up at door wanting a ticket. Is that like, what was that, mid-September? September 8th, Saturday. September 8th, early September. Yeah. That's a week before your daughter's birthday party. So yeah, That's going to be a pack. I have a pack ass September, bro. Bro, get your ticket and let's go. Because you know damn well all these, you know damn well all of Upon a Burning Bodies fans are going to want 40s and fucking tickets at the door. So, yeah. That's going to be nasty. It's them. And then Necrogoblicon and some other bands. That that's, don't. that's what. Okay. That's that's gonna be a fun show. You should already be, know it. Should be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so we saw Necrogoblicon not at Warp Tour. Yeah. yeah man. Well, they were good live. I they got were, no gripes with them. They were fine. They, <laughs> I, I know you got a good kick out they, of it. They made me laugh more than a time or two. I will they're, say. I don't want to say they're better showmen than they are musicians. No, no, no. You're right. <laughs> but but there's some definite, very good, tasty guitar riffs oh, yeah. that are very technical. For sure. So. I don't know. If you like gimmicks, <laughs> go see Necrogoblicon with us. All right. And, um, yeah, so those tours. And let's just slide into the weekly bangers list. All right. So I don't think I got it. Let me check. Did you follow up on anything from last week's bangers? Um, actually, we do have to talk about an album that I did. I listened to most of it. I haven't got all the way through it. Which album? Uh, Neon by Era. Ah, yes. <laughs> so Slaps. this is something that... Uh, this is definitely one of your bands. Yeah. So, Arrow was a band that I liked, but they were like, I think I even mentioned this to you. I'm like, they, they, they didn't break any new ground, but they were fun. You know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. did a good, they did a good job. And this is kind of in the same vein as a band who has potentially the album of the year, depending on who you talk to, no, at least among you. us. Yeah, uh, The Plot and You, also, you know, they kind of took the same kind of route. And Euro took the same kind of route. The, they, uh, would you label as the trend? Yeah, a little close bit more. Quote. But I'm okay with that because, like, I told you this, I'm, I'm okay with that because they because they weren't front runners in a the genre, they're kind of allowed a little bit more latency and as far or what's the word? Leniency. Leash. Leash, yeah. Leniency as far as what know, they're doing. Yeah, what they're doing. Like if August Burn Red did this, we'd be upset. Because August Burn Red is a pillar of Metalcore. They are To be, to be fair, August Burns Red would probably also completely decimate that like that's, plot and you sound. Yeah, that's that's true. They, it wouldn't even be the plot and you, just be jet. Yeah. <laughs> but um <laughs> so yeah, they I I give this up a, a listen, and it's not a wave of trend that I hate, right? Because and, and let's just kind of define this trend. Yeah, um, it's an industrial heavy. It's very nine inch nails, man. Yes, it's very Trent Reznor, and I think the the first big one that kind of did it was Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah, the first kind of forerunner, and now bands are taking suit. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Following this trend. Uh, well, yeah, and it's like, like it's, it's industrial. It has a very l- atmospheric. Yeah, uh, more cleans, obviously. Um, it's Symphonic. a vibe. It's a vibe thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I like it's hard to describe to me. Synthy. It's hard to describe Nine Inch Nails because they do like a like a. It's very. It's a, you paint with a very broad. Trent Reznor yeah. is a mystery. Yeah, and he, you can hear it. He's a he's a weird guy. And uh, one of my favorite musicians of all time, just period. Absolutely. He's a coder, too, so I got to like him. What? Yeah, he codes. Really? Yeah. He's like a fucking genius, bro. You know he has like a master's degree well, in I know he's a genius. computer I didn't know. science. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, man. He has a, the dude from The Offspring has like a master's degree him in I knew. biology or yeah, something. Yeah, him I knew. But uh, yeah, Trent Reznor codes on the side, and he's really, supposedly really good at it. I've never seen what he's done. but he's, He also is a great composer for music. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, soundtracks, he does great. He's had some of the best soundtracks oh, in the yeah. last 10 years. But um, yeah, it's kind of hard to, to, to write it down. It's a vibe thing. Not all Nine Inch Nails songs sound the same, but you can tell because it's a Not, vibe. No two Nine Inch Nails yeah. songs sound the yeah. same. But it's a vibe thing. Yeah. Uh, and that's where uh, these bands kind of step step in. And like I said, I don't hate it. 
Um, I think it's something that's interesting. And I, I think it can be expanded upon. Mm-hmm. And like I said, these bands weren't front runners in their genre, so they can do kind of whatever they want. Okay, uh, let's play a little game here. Okay. What band do you think is going to follow the trend next? Somebody that hasn't already done it, obviously. What, what band do you think you can see following suit? After this album, I'll tell you, and you're not going to like it. Fit for a King. They can do it, and they would pull it off. They have beautiful cleans. They have good grime. And the musicianship is really pretty pretty high. Counterpoint. Go ahead. Uh, stay away from my American metalcore, first and foremost. Secondly, Bobby Lynch has two kids, and he's not on this tour. And I don't even know if he's on the With Roots Above tour. So uh, I'm not saying he's kicked out. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he's leaving Fit for a King. It's a possibility, though, man. You got two twins. And Ooh, we got, them, we got them both at the same time? I, I want to say, don't quote me on that. I'm not Bobby Lynch. But, yeah, dude, he, uh, he's got a wife. He's got a gorgeous wife. Two kids. and uh, This yeah, is the, who is this? The guitarist clean vocalist from okay. Fit for a King. The dude, it's so weird. I had a buddy that looks exactly like Bobby Lynch, and I can't get that out of my head. But, yeah, dude, he's, uh, he's, he's got some work cut out for him, if, especially if he's going to keep with this Fit for a King thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm not saying that he's gone. He's, but he's just not on this next tour that they're headlining right now, and uh, there's no word whether he's on the Roots tour. So uh, do you, do you think they could do it? Do you think they could be able to pull off the sound? Uh, do think, do you see can, as a, can they? Yes. Do they want to? No. You don't think so? No. They're gonna. Fit for a King is known for American metalcore. Yeah. They're known for that grime. I've never seen a uh, an opening band. Just swirl up that pit as fast as they did when we saw him with Barry Tooth and every time I die. It was like old wounds and nobody was feeling it. Fit for a King came out brr, brr, and just chaos erupted. Well, I think um, they, I think maybe back then you underestimated how big they were. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. If that that's makes sense. definitely fair. Yeah. I think if Vanna was still together, they'd go for that vibey shit. If, I mean, look at Trove. Hmm. But yeah, so but vibey, meanwhile, right? Rain Den was who was Nick's side thing was like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> I think uh, it's only a matter of time before Jason Butler releases a band like this. That's fine, dude. Just don't have it be pressure cracks. <laughs> we're we're on good terms. Jason Butler can have a dozen bands going at once. He is he is the white Donald Glover. He is the punk Donald Glover. Yeah. He's just doing so much. Yeah, I let me get that. Jason Butler doing like a soundtrack for like a skate film like let me get an element video you remember those element videos yeah they all had fucking hymn songs on them because of fucking Bam Margera yeah man let me get an element video with Jason Aldean producing not only the video but the soundtrack and we're gonna bring back skateboarding make skating great 2020 <laughs> make skating great again yeah um, I'm sure that go over well fuck what are we talking about the trend yeah who, who do you think I know a couple bands are safe from it. I would say, like, obviously, every time I die, is safe from it. No, yeah, they don't give a fuck. They they do them, bro. It's just the it's tour, like the tour weird... is called Twenty Years of Bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I I love them so That's much. That's a great tour. Yeah, um, great, great title. I I think the Devil Wears Prada is very susceptible. They already to did it, it with Sour Breath. No, they did it with Eight Eighteen. They already did that. The industrial. Mm, That's still kind of heavy, though. Uh, listen to that album again, bro. Yes, I have. It's it's still <laughs> relatively heavy, and they still. Stick to their so, some of their roots. Uh, I'm talking about roots big bo- si- above yes. or red. <laughs> yes, okay, we get it. We're excited. I'm talking about big synth, bro. Big vibey stuff. Listen to that album again, um, bro. Sailor's Prayer, bro, with puppets, bro. Okay. Don't fucking at me on my eBay account, all right? Um, who else would be like very susceptible? Well, to let's it? take a look. Uh, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna name bands that are safe from this trend. Safe. Every time I die, knocked loose. Siler. Um, Oh, what about Silverstein, man? They could get away with that. Well, 
Have you listened to Silver Sea's newest album? I know we talked. No, not the newest one. I think we talked about this recently, or maybe I mentioned it. Did they go back to their heavy stuff? No, no. But I don't hate it. They're Mm. it's softer. They have you know they have you know the 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 distorted guitars and they're still there. Okay. But there's more cleans in here. I think it's just a thing of Shane Ty getting old. I I understand, bro. That's fine, dude. I get it. You can get old. Uh, but that new album, Afterglow, what's the name of that fucking album? Whatever it's fucking called. It's really good, and. I can see them doing it. I don't know if they would commit fully, though. You know a big-ass band we missed that's doing it right now? Huh. Amity. Oh. oh. That big, vibey stuff, huh? Oh. Yeah, we totally forgot about that. We yeah. talked about the single last Dude, week, too. I, every time I listen to old Amity, I'm like, God damn, that shit is so refined, and it's so well put together. It's so uh, crisp, right? Yeah, everything is just so like tight. Old Amity is just like, damn. Like uh, 16 pieces of flair and... You know, mm-hmm. like open letter, all that oh, like yeah. throwback stuff. Yeah. So good. It's beautiful. So good. Uh, uh, Beartooth is, I would say, they're probably susceptible. They can do I, I don't think they go balls deep into the no, hole. I think it would be more of a... Like, like a, a song or two? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, being as an ocean. Well, to be fair, they were always in there. Yeah. They were always in that... Uh, <laughs> the Black Dahlia. No. <laughs> um, yeah, man. It's... Um, oh, dude. Suicide Silence. To- oh. They're totally doing it. Yeah, okay. It's totally going to happen. You know that meme, right? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> um, capsize? No, don't say don't it. Don't fucking say that. <laughs> yeah, not them. Please, not them. Um, yeah, man. Not because I hate it. But that capsize last, is that perfect blend of emo and hardcore, man. was so good. <laughs> I'm telling you, capsize is... They're touring with somebody. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, or, they're in Mexico or whatever. Yeah, they're touring. Or no, I'm sorry. Sworn In was in Mexico. Capsize is... No, they're also in Mexico. Maybe they are. I don't know. Hardcore nope. bands love Mexico. I don't know. Capsize is, you know what capsize is? Capsize is like half and half whiskey and like like uh, amaretto. Because you know all those emo kids drink amaretto. No, capsize is like that kid who orders a Happy Meal but wants the cheeseburger instead of the chicken nuggets. Me? That was always (laughs) me. Are you kidding me? Really? Always, dude. I chicken nuggets are okay. I was never like big on them though. But it's like the in between where it's like. I'm a kid, but I like big boy food <laughs> kind of a deal. You know what I'm saying, bro? Bro, Capsize is like is like the monster soda of music, right? Because you get that kick, but you could still drink it. Well, I'm not going to say on a daily, but you could drink it casually. I fucking love Capsize. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> oh, man. The moment they announce it, I'm, all my money's dropping. Capsize is like that that kid where like the parents are like, he's got a little bit of an attitude, but he's a good kid, you know. He's got good grades, but, yeah, he's but he'll good, tell you to shut the fuck yeah, up. He's kind of annoying sometimes, but like overall, like he doesn't like go smoking with his friends or. Capsize is like the big beef from Portillo's, where you get the sausage in there too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see that, man. Big beef is like is like Ponce. Where he eats <laughs> like shit, but he works out every day and has a good ass. Yeah. Well, yeah. Capsize is like, you know, when you go to the pizza shop, you don't know what you want. So you get like the Supreme, you know, you get a little bit of everything. you like, you're feeling like you want that fucking like the meteors, but like your girlfriend's like, but I'm a vegetarian. And you're like, well, fuck. What's the closest thing where yeah, I want to eat everything? Scared of him. You know what I mean? Capsize <laughs> is like when you go and buy a new cap. And you see this floral cap, and you're like, mm, I don't know. But then floral caps are popularized because of all these punk bands. And then yeah. you rock it. That's what capsize is. Yeah, it's that floral it's cap. It's like those screamo bands that are super heavy, but they have flowers on their fucking uh, T-shirts, you know? 
It's like that. I you know I, I kind of dig that. Channel, I know if you I'm do. being honest. I know you do. I kind of I kind of dig it. Like uh, Silent Planet has some great fucking merch, but they're stupid. Heavy. Yeah, the capsize is like that kid who cries to every time I die. You know. You know, uh, there's probably exponentially more people than you think <laughs> that fall in that category. You'd, you'd be surprised how many grown ass men I've seen at every time I die shows. Just kind of, you know, like they they're feeling it. Capsize is like Capsize is like that kid who did band but the moment he got out of school he went home and bumped suicide silence. Yeah, that's yeah. I see that. Marching band feet suicide silence feet Mitch Luckett. <laughs> Lucker. Lucker, sorry. Capsize is like that girl who like mixes her drinks with like diet coke because she's watching her figure. Capsize was like that girl in high school who you knew everybody thought she was fucking a dime, but she always wore like band shirts and like stuck to like the goth, big titty goth girl stuff. Mm. Yeah, it was yeah. that girl. Yeah, everybody had one of those. Yeah. Capsize is like, uh, like one of those like deadbeat cars that have like a beautiful brand new engine in them. You know what I mean? Like the Hondas, but mm. they put a brand new engine in that the fucking sleepers, thing. Sleepers, yeah. Yeah. You know? That's good stuff. <laughs> He's running out. Capsize. <laughs> Capsize is like a like a pierogi, you know, nice and like cleanly on the outside, almost classy, just the classic look of a pierogi. And you bite in, and you know, depending on you who you are, I like the potato pierogies, but you bite in, it's just that warm, gooey, messy goodness. Yeah. Capsize is like Burt McCracken having a really bad day. <laughs> uh Capsize is like <laughs> Necrogoblicon having a really good day. <laughs> I'm sorry. Capsize is like sworn in having a really good yeah, day. There you go. That's that, a, that works. I can see that. <laughs> sorry, Tyler. Uh, fuck you. You're not even in the band anymore. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Hold on. Capsize be- is the beautiful blend of a show at the Bottom Lounge featuring a show at your local dive bar. Yeah. That's what Capsize is. Capsize is like that kid... Who wants to be a Ravenclaw really bad, but he's actually a Slytherin. But that's me, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's Capsize me. is the trend of band shirts that are tie-dye, but have pretty fucking metal <laughs> images printed on yeah. them. We got a couple of those between the two of yeah, us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Capsize is what happens when your girlfriend's not into metal, and then she starts dating a metalhead. Capsize is what happens when your boat tips over. <laughs> <laughs> Winner! <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Wow. All right. Completely out of left field there. We Let, did not plan that. That wasn't on the agenda. Wow. That was really good, man. Sometimes we got to take capsize in this. Sometimes those, five minutes on your ass. Yeah. Sometimes those uh, those are on the agenda, but this one was completely organic. <laughs> Woo. Okay. So did you listen to any of the weekly banger stuff from last oh week? Oh, my God. What are we talking about again? Weekly bangers. I don't know how we Are we podcasting right now? Yeah, still? we're podcasting. Um, last week's weekly bangers. Did you check out anything? Uh, I do. I can't, I can't. At this point, I can't even remember. I think I looked uh, into it. Trophy Guys was the album. Yes, I, I liked it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not, it's not gonna, it's not gonna rush on my jimmies too much, but I liked it. It was fine. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it's a good sound. They're yeah. definitely emo roots. Are you def? They're definitely present in that. Album. Yes. Um, that being said, I'm gonna start off with the big one. Mm-hmm. Silent Planet dropped a new single called "Share the Body," and it was a fucking banger. Yeah, oh, it's very, God. very good. You listen to it? Yep. I. Uh, so, a uh, quick little trend I noticed. Another trend. Lots of trends on this show. Um, Wage War did it. That was the first band I kind of noticed that did it. Now, Silent Planet is doing it. They're doing a bundle, right? But it's a build your own. Okay. And so, the whole philosophy behind this is 
you get what you want and no other bullshit. Because with a lot of these bundles, especially like the higher packages, you're paying like a hundred plus dollars sometimes. For like fucking stickers and, and patches that you're never going to yeah, use. Yeah, like, like uh, I think Maddie got me the Beartooth bundle for the last album, Aggressive. And she got me the nice one, like the hundred dollar one. And she kept the hoodie, which is fine because, you know, she's the one that paid for it. I got two shirts, uh, the record, the, the album, stickers. Like, I don't need Beartooth stickers. That's not going anywhere. I got like a patch that I use as a mouse pad and just some like other like random stuff. Yeah. And I'm like... This is fucking stupid. Give me the record. Give me a shirt. Maybe the hoodie. Yeah. You know, and I love the whole build your own bundle thing. Yeah. And Wish more bands would do that. Yeah, man. It, it's it's really cool. They they dropped a windbreaker. Uh, I'm a sucker for windbreakers. Mm. But it's like the bottom half's black and the top half is... I don't know how I feel about this yet, but the top half is like safety yellow, like safety vest yellow. And it's an interesting combination. It looks cool. I just don't know if I'd wear it unironically. Out. Yeah. yeah. Out. So I'm still kind of on the fence about that, but the shirts are are fucking great. Silent Planet merch is always good quality, good looking stuff. They got this like caramel colored shirt. It's really interesting. Check it out. And then obviously, you know, I I, I bought the record. They did like a black and white smash, and mm. I'm excited, man. This is like my my thing, man. Like this Ice Nine. These are the two albums that are really gonna shake up my world. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. shake up my world. If all uh, if all if what is it if. The proof is in the pudding. If all things lead to what we're expecting them to lead to, yes. Silent Planet does not have a bad album. No. It's still kind of early in the career. They do not have I a mean, bad they, album. They're like what? Five, four, year, five years in. But they're like four albums in though, aren't they? they have two least, albums and an EP. Oh, okay. The EP. Okay. Two albums and an EP. So two and a half. The Night God Slept, um, Silent, the, the White Album, whatever the fuck it was. that We can't remember the Everything name. Everything is Sound. Everything was Sound. And then The, the End Began is the, is the new album name. It's super metal. When The End Began. Yeah, I love those fucking titles, though, man. So good. Yeah. I, I love The Night God Slept because it's like, was it The Night, as in time of day, The Night God Slept? Or was it The Night God, yes. like the God of Night slept? I don't know. It's just so subjective. I yeah. love it. Um, Pre-ordered that shit. Moving on to the next one. Uh, we have Sleep Waker. You know Sleep Waker? No. No, they dropped a single called Relief. Banger. Uh-huh. Certified banger. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Would you say Certified Banger of the Week? If I didn't like Silent Planet so much, yes, this is this is definitely a close second. Okay, and um, you know, I'm on my I'm on my Planet binge right now, but this would be number one if Planet wasn't on there. Mm-hmm. So definitely check that out. Sleep Waker, Sleep Waker. Um, next band, Hands Like Houses. Okay, that's a band we're familiar with. Dropped yeah, the single called Monster. It's not, pretty good. Not my favorite, but I, I respect them. Um, good background stuff. Um, I wouldn't put it on my workout playlist, but. You know, there's a lot of stuff I don't put on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last one is a new band that neither of us know. Uh, I, I kind of like the name. It's a pretty cool name. They're a band called Antagonist AD. Okay. Cool, right? Yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, and the single is called APMD. I have no idea what it stands for. It bangs, though, and that's all that matters. So those are my four certified bangers. Of the Very cool. Um, I will backtrack around this and say... Uh, stuff that I have been listening to. Obviously, I, like I said, Era uh, was something. Yeah, that man, that, was, that new album's good. Uh, the new Crown of the Empire single isn't bad. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty is pretty good. Yeah, it's very Crown of the Empire-ish, man. Big, big chorus, big swooping chorus, uh, technical guitar work, and mm-hmm. then your triggers and yeah, you know, it's it's Crown of the Empire, but it's good. Yeah, I got no real issues with it. Not nothing bad. Uh, I downloaded the previous uh, Fit for an Autopsy album, 
absolute hope. What is it? Absolute hope. Absolute hell. Fit for an autopsy, man. Bangers. Yeah, that's good shit. And uh, yeah, man. I also like uh, speaking of suicide silence. I dove into that DVD of the memorial show. Got some good stuff in there. Good stuff. And I want you. I want you to deliver a couple of songs because I feel like those these vocals were edited after the fact. I feel like these are not the live vocals. You think this is post production? Yeah, stuff? I think it's all post. I want you to look into it because like I'm like that face he's oh. making does not match the noise that's and coming out of this. This is <laughs> this is the memorial show with the new guy, right? No, this is the memorial with show. Luckett. This is after after Luckett died. So like, there's this is his friends coming out to perform. Okay, songs. I got you. That show. Well, it actually ended up one of the guys who performed ended up being their next vocalist. Kind of, kind of who came out out of the? Uh, they had um, the guy from Whitechapel, uh, the dude from uh, Job from a Cowboy, Job uh, from a Cowboy Banks. Uh, they had um, Randy Blythe from fucking Lamb of God come out do a Banks. song. Um, Shaggy from uh, Scooby Doo. Yeah. Uh, they had fucking um, Danny Warsnow from Masking Alexandria come out do a Danny couple, couple songs. You know, he proposed to uh, yeah, his yeah, fiance yeah. on stage. Yeah, 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 very cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. He, uh, I could see him doing a lot of the suicide science oh, yeah. stuff. Especially with the highs. Uh, mm-hmm. Austin Crow came up for a song or two. Oh, um, that guy's been having some bad luck. Yeah. Spinal fluid in his brain, man. That's fucking crazy. Can't catch a break. So. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Poor guy. It is what it is, though. And he- you know what's sad? He was coming back to music with uh, in a new genre, but I guess this kind of well, we pushed like- him back a bit. This is a guy, I mean, I don't want to say I was following him, but I've known him for a long time because he was the original Attack Attack vocalist and he was a meme. Uh, but then, you know, the uh, My Cement stuff came out and it was good. Um, he got kicked out of Iceman previously because he couldn't stay healthy, and it's not his fault. But you know, they got you got to make money, and then he came back, and then he's gone again. Um, you got the bases now put it in fucking work on Iceman. Yeah, so good for him. Yeah, but um, you know, it's sad that he, like you said, that he can't get healthy and stay healthy. Yeah, that's what uh, it sucks. but yeah, when you're sick like that, you're sick. Yeah, I mean, there's no. You got to do what you got to do. He yeah. looks, he looks good though, aside from the illness. You know? Yeah, he's not. Uh, he doesn't look like a raisin at what is he like thirty five. Probably a little younger, 30. Yeah, 30, probably. He's, he's just a bit older than you are. Yeah, probably. So. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's sad, but, yeah, man, it is what it is. What can you do? Good stuff. Yes, sir. Is that it? Sir. Did we hit the end? Um, actually, I want to touch on the, the DVD topic a bit. Um, I, I kind of enjoy the, at least in the metal genre, I enjoy, like, the DVDs that, you know, they drop. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I seen a Slipknot one not too long ago. Which like, one? Back in the day, so it might have been the 9.0 live, the DVD, or or some of their live shows. Uh, I had the Ramstein one. Their concert's always a blast because they blow off fireworks like it's the fourth of fucking July. Mm-hmm. Except you know this is like 40 days in a tour mm-hmm. that they do that kind of stuff. Um, Every time I die has one. I didn't watch it because, and here's my gripe with it because it's very old. It's like when Gutter Phenomena came out. It's like 10 years ago. Okay. 10, 11 years ago. It's like, why would I want to watch that? I want to watch something current, mm. you know? Because this is when, like, Keith was still an alcoholic, and and yeah, bro, like, you know, and this is with their old drummer and their old basses before Mitch, before Goose, way before Goose. And, um, it's like, I don't want to watch that, per se. Like, I wouldn't be interested. In that. I'd be interested in the shit they do now. What are some of the best, like, band documentaries have you seen? Some of the best band documentaries? that you've seen off the top of your head. Off the top of my head, um, documentary, documentaries. Or, like, making ofs, or... Making ofs, um... Slipknot is always a blast to watch live, so uh-huh. that's definitely up there. That's also one of the first ones I've kind of seen. Okay. Uh, live concerts. Uh, Phil Collins puts on a really good live concert. I've seen, I think he has two out or something like that. I've seen a couple of those. Um, yeah, man, that's, that's interesting. I don't think I've seen as many as I think I have. Okay. But I, I do find them enjoyable. I, I like the making of like albums kind of. I like those. Um, those, those are awesome. The Ice Nine stuff is really entertaining, especially with the new kind of horror stuff. Uh-huh. That's entertaining. Um 
I know Trophy Eyes dropped a movie for their new album, The American Dream. I have not seen that yet, though. Okay. So I'll probably check that out. And what? who else is doing it? Somebody else is doing it that you were keeping up with. Was it the Devil Wars Prada? Did they do something? Well, they've done previous ones. Like, I remember when uh, Dead Throne. Was it Dead Throne? It might, like, maybe 18. When one of those albums came out, they had, like, a little 40-minute, like, making of. And uh, it's just funny to see how particular Adam D is with about his drum sound that he made, that he drove Daniel up a fucking wall because he's like, again, again, nope, again. It's like, motherfucker. And you have to tune your shit every time. Yeah. So he was, like, losing his mind. There was something last year you told me to watch, though. You Under had a download card. That's what it was. Under, Under Oath. Oath. That, yeah. was, that was interesting because uh, their whole perspective on it is kind of awesome. Kind of different, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I watched, like, their one before, uh, for Define the Great Line when fuck, some of these guys had braces still. Oh man, when, uh, when Spencer and Aaron spent like 40 days in the studio sleeping on a mattress in a yeah. closet or some shit. Yeah. yeah, man. And some of the other guys just fucking left them. Yeah, it's yeah. wild. Yeah, do what you gotta do. But uh, yeah, so uh, obviously the Lincoln Park ones stand out to me because I'm a fan. Uh, they have some very interesting docu- yeah, uh, like making of albums. Kind I'm, of. I'm kind of hoping that uh, the DVD thing comes back. Yeah. I didn't per se enjoy them when I was younger because I was like, give me the music. Yeah. But now it's like, I'm kind of interested. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how do we get here? Yeah. And, uh, I think it's a, the creative process is a very interesting thing for me. And it, that's from anything. Movie. I, I like why, like the making of behind the behind the scenes. The scenes stuff. Yeah. yeah I, I love that good. shit. Uh, so anything, anything like, like documenting the creative process is always, always fascinating. I always to me. enjoyed the, uh, cause my parents would buy me the Harry Potter films when, as they would come out. Right. Mm-hmm. When I was younger and you know, I'd watch the shit out of the movie, but then you also got the second disc and it was all the interviews, the commentaries and yeah. stuff. I love watching those. It was really interesting. Yeah. Especially seeing them progress throughout the years, you know, yeah. cause, uh, well, we were pretty much the same age as them growing up, give or take, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that was always kind of cool for me. Actually, I remember I watched one when the last movie came out and they had that like that final shot of the, all, them all together on set. Probably the last time we'll ever see all of them yeah, they, together they, like they, that. They were all like hugging and crying because think about it, you grew up with these kids, these yeah. people, you know what I mean? So I think it was kind of interesting. And it was very sad. It kind of broke your heart a little bit because you're like, wow, that's like at the end of it. That's it. You know what? Yeah. It was probably a good thing though because like, I remember um, Emma Watson, she, she almost quit, man. She Did almost she? quit, yeah. Because it was consistent, like, seven days a week, every day for, like, ten hours filming and stuff. And, like, these kids didn't have normal childhoods, unfortunately. Hey, man, it's the price of fame. Price of glory. It is. It's also the price of, I don't know, retiring at 18 with a couple million in the bank. Yeah. And be like able, Frankie Muniz, but... And being able to fucking pick, like, passion projects, like, things you care about. Yeah. Because, like I said, he's going to be able to sit in the Harry Potter throne for the rest of his life. But he's making movies because... He enjoys it, and that's what he wants to do. So, Sarmy Man, it's on Amazon Prime yeah. if you still have it. No, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. But I know he has like import, like Imperium and a bunch of these movies that are like good. So, um, Frankie Muniz did a band after he finished Mouth in the Middle. I, heard, too. Yeah, I, heard I don't think they took off or anything. They oh. definitely didn't take off because we didn't yeah. hear about it. But yeah. hey, man, you like music? Good for you. Yeah. He's golfing now. Isn't he sick? What? Wasn't Frankie Muniz sick recently? Yeah, like he was like sick. Like really, really sick. No. I, I keep that. up with him on Twitter. He's just golfing now, man. He's oh, he's just living, living that, that, that 50, 60, 50, 60 year old man retired life, even though he's like, what, 40, maybe 30? He's not, dude, he's like our age. No, he's not. Bro, Frankie Muniz. He's like 35. He's, no, he's not 35. Are you, are you wild right now, boy? All right, go ahead. I am looking what? it up. Let's wait for this reveal. Frankie Muniz. He is, uh, he is 5'5. Five five. Yeah, he's short <laughs> as fuck. He's 32. That's 35. He's three years removed from 35. <laughs> or close to 35. Agent Cody Banks is 15 years old. Holy shit. Yeah. You know there's porn stars out there that were born in the year 2000? On today's episode of Making <laughs> Jacob Feel Old. I mean, I guess. Somebody hit me with that the other day. I was like, oof. Yeah, that's scary. Oof. 
Ugh. Makes you feel kind of nasty, no? Mm-hmm. I think we should wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just fucking uh, verbal diarrhea at this point. We're just spewing bullshit. I mean, that's most of our podcast. That's a good point. But that is what it is. But with that being said, we are going to take this episode and we're going to wrap it up in a nice little bow. And then we're going to ship it via FedEx. And it's going to get there FedEx. from Colorado to Illinois in one day. I didn't tell that, did I? I, uh, I bought a widescreen monitor, which is fucking great, by the way. I love oh. it. And... um. Bought it Wednesday. Um, dude shipped it out Friday morning from Colorado. And then Saturday morning I was in bed and my mom was like, oh, you got a package. And, you know, I woke up in like a daze and I was like, oh, I was probably dreaming that. And I look over and the fucking thing's here. I was like, holy shit. From Colorado to Chicago in a day. FedEx, baby. It's good stuff, man. Showing the love. But it is what it is. Yeah. So, like I said, we're going to take this and put a little nice little bow. And then we're going to wrap it up and then uh, package it. And like then, pigs in a blanket. And then sell it. Anyway, and then milk it like a raisin. Sure. <laughs> milk it like an almond. But almonds don't have titties. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, for real. We're, we're actually signing off this time. Uh, like us on all the things. Um, follow our eBay account. Yeah. All the things. Um, Ooh, my Disney game's on the way. What Disney game? I told you. I described this to you, didn't I not? We have a Disney game along the way where you play as you pick a villain. Your villain has a different objective. And... Your oh, goal, it's a board game. It's a board game. No, you didn't tell me. Your game, your objective is to get to your your or the goal of the game is to get to your objective before all your opponents do, so you can like sabotage them and like give them heroes that they have to fight and prevent them from like getting their thing done. Mm. Yeah, it's on the way. Missed them game nights. Yeah, we got to bring them back, uh, especially since Alessana is like cool for the most part. And I imagine she could sit in her playpen while we play, and she'd be like cool as long as people are around. Uh, so yeah, that's on the way, and maybe we'll get the board game night going. Excellent. Again. Oh, and Davy Muse might be torn. Yeah, I heard about that, yeah. He's doing some acoustic Vanna and Trove stuff, so yeah, I'll definitely it. be there. Interesting. Very interesting. I like him enough. Speaking. He needs to do some speaking, too. Yeah, man. Uh, but it is what it is. Like I said, like us on all the things. Uh, yeah. And we'll see you guys next week for 84. Play us some Siege. Play some Siege. Show us we who, oh my God, who our daddy is, really Gabe, is. We actually made it through a whole episode without that. No, no, we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't? We just ruined it. Well, I mean, like, we didn't get into the nitty gritty. Wrap it up before you solder it. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see you guys next week uh, for 84. And until then.